0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Like the old song says, two out of three ain't bad. And the Reds have taken that to heart as they took two of three over the weekend in Queens. We'll discuss another series win on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On
0: Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the only daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, at least that I know of. Locked On Reds is brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. He is Steve Offenbaker, and we our lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. And as you can tell by our jerseys, we went to the Bengals game on Sunday. And as you can tell by my voice, we went to the Bengals game on Sunday. You can listen to lockdown Bengals for how that went. Uh, We were talk about this two out of three series, win that the Cincinnati Reds had over the New York Mets and Flushing Queens, we're going to look at some lingering questions that remain after the series ended. Yes, there are 11 games left in the season we don't know everything just yet and we are going to look at that margin for error in the 11 games that the reds have it's razor thin razor thin and might there be some leeway i don't know we'll see one of us doesn't believe so yeah. uh, before we get into all of that wanted to rem- or let you know that today's episode is brought to you by sleeper swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit as well. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And where we're going to start today, Steve, is with the series win. Again, key, got to take two out of three. And we'll talk about this in a little bit as to why two out of three continues to be so important. But the Reds did that in New York and there were a number of young guys that really stood out in this one.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. And it, it will start with Noelvi Marte. Yep. And uh, you know, he's had a couple defensive miscalculations along the way yep. recently, but he's more than made up for him with how he's performed offensively. Uh four hits in the two in two games including three in Friday's win. His September slash line 415 455 537. <clears throat>
0: You gotta love that. And and that's one thing too. Like you mentioned the defensive miscues. Like, if you can overshadow that, if you can make up for that with your bat, like he is in the month of September, I'm not that worried about it. We're starting to see him come around. We haven't quite seen the power come around just yet. I know he's hit a couple of bombs this year, but nothing crazy like we were seeing in the minors, but we are seeing the overall the overall good hitter at the plate. Coming around, he's kind of upped uh, the plate discipline this month as well. Seventeen days into the month of September, and he only has five strikeouts. And he is a guy. I I don't. We'll talk about lineups in a minute as well, but I kind of want to see him higher up in the lineup, especially against left-handed pitchers.
1: It can't hurt at this point, especially with some of the lineups. As you mentioned, we're going to talk about this because (laughs) there's been some lineup wonkiness going on, so why not try it, Noel V. Marte, a little bit higher? But something you just slipped in there, and I want to make sure we give it its due, just five strikeouts in the month of September. Now, I know September's not over. We're only, as of this recording, at September 17th. There's still a little ways to go, but that's really good. I think he's doing a good job of fighting off pitches. He's doing a good job of putting the ball in play. Now, you know, he's not getting on base every single time, but that 415, 455, 537 slash line says he's doing a pretty darn good job, and he's not striking out very much on top of that. So, you know, we've seen it a lot with some of these young players. They have the success, but if it's not a hit, it's a strikeout. There's no fly balls. They're not sack flying anybody. They're not driving in runs other ways. They're not doing anything that could create miscues, uh, help the team out. Uh, That's not the case here. Noelvi Marte is having great at-bats. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I like what I've seen from him and from his call-up through the – end of the month of August he had 17 strikeouts so he's definitely got a little bit of improvement in there I mentioned not a ton of power but he's getting a lot of good hits you know who has got a lot of power CES
1: absolutely
0: absolutely killing the ball right now
1: he is four hit series Yep. Here in, against the Mets, uh, two homers, four RBI, and I think the thing that I like about him the most is he's only getting started. we're, we're Yo, just, yeah. We're, he's just scratching the surface of of what his power is going to look like, and it's coming at a good time right now too. You know, we talked about this with Tyler Stevenson earlier in the month. If there's a time to get hot. The time is now because the Reds need every bit of offensive support they can get right now. So if this is where CES is going to get hot and start putting on a power display, I'm all for it.
0: And that's what this team needs. I mean, we've seen kind of, not a revolving door, but we've definitely seen a number of different cleanup hitters, especially recently. Earlier on this season, it seemed like we had one. Mm -hmm. But now there's been a whole bunch of different changes there. I mean, we did see, you mentioned Tyler Stevenson, we saw him cleaning up um on on sunday uh and and ces just really seems like especially in the future i don't know about maybe right now but definitely in the future is the cleanup hitter of this team
1: i think that makes a lot of sense we don't know what's gonna happen with joey Votto. we don't know uh you know i've heard i heard you last week on one of the shows you were solo kind of hypothesize how that could all work out yes um You know, it's it's a lovely thought. It's a sweet sentiment. (laughs) I'm not sure that's how it's going to go. But I think that as of next year, as early as the beginning of next season, I think we see CES as the cleanup hitter in this lineup. Just because of everybody else's natural abilities kind of slot in around him in that way. uh, And that gives him the best opportunity to drive in runs, I think.
0: And again, defensive miscues, but his bat more than made up for it. And then uh, there's something else that tangibly, um, quantifiably. There's there's
1: no baseball reference page for this, is what you're saying. Yes.
0: um, When Jonathan India plays, the Reds win. Like, that's just what seems to happen. He does these things here recently, ever since coming off the injured list. I mean, he had the home run on Friday. He had the crazy sliding catch on Saturday uh, that really saved the game at that moment. Just overall, there's something about him that when he is on the field the rest of the team just seems to play better.
1: Yeah, anecdotally, it, it supports yeah. what you're saying, right? You know, Jonathan India was healthy. The Reds played amazing. As, as the youth continued to fill out the roster, the team was winning. Yep. They were on fire. Jonathan India gets hurt, and everything they kind of down. falls apart. Yep. You know, they're, they're not winning at all. Then India comes back they start winning again. So there's something to this. Um, I'm sure there's a lot smarter people out there somewhere that can maybe find a way to prove this as true or or not. But just looking at it on its surface, I I think you're on to something. You know, Jonathan India said at the beginning of the year he wanted to be the leader of this team. He said that he was going to actively work at being, you know, not being the captain, but being that veteran presence on a team that really lacks a lot of veteran presence, especially beginning of the season when Vado wasn't with the team. So yeah. um, I think that has gone a long way. And I think that what we're seeing are the fruits of that labor. I think that India has established himself as kind of the heartbeat of yes. this lineup right now. And that's, that's going to be problematic and we'll get to that in the off season. That's a problem for another day. <laughs> yes, But for right now, I, I think you're onto something
0: from now to the end of the season. He definitely uh, is, is a huge part of this team and, yeah, I don't know how you would quantify what it is that he does. Is it like hits times runs divided by hot dogs consumed at the ballpark? Something. There's math involved. I'm, I'm just imagining the gif of Zach Galifianakis and all the the numbers going around him. But uh, overall, I know what I see and what I see when he is on the field. Uh, they're pretty good. Who else is pretty good is the bullpen, not, not including Carson Spires, which – that's a whole nother thing. Again, we keep teasing to this and in, in segment two, there's lots of questions that we'll be talking about that have come up from this series, but the rest of the bullpen not named Carson Spires was pretty good, including Saturday, where they for forewent an appearance from Alexis Diaz and still got a big time save.
1: The bullpen has covered a ton of innings. So and not just <laughs> not just this weekend, but September, August, <laughs> All the way back to the beginning of the season. This bullpen has covered a lot of innings. And we've been critical of them at times. We've we've also uh, sang their praises when they're warranted. And right now, I think it warrants singing their praises a little bit. Because, you know, we're in crunch time. This is where fatigue really becomes a factor. And and arm soreness and and just dead arm. We don't use that term a lot anymore. But back in the day, that's what they called it. They called it dead arm. The pitcher was tired. They just couldn't get the zip anymore. And it was a a real fatigue problem that just came along with pitching. It was the nature of the beast. Uh, I've been worried we were going to see that all at once from everybody, and we yeah. haven't so far. I'm still a little concerned, especially if this team gets into postseason baseball, if these guys are going to have anything left in the tank. But for right now, when when David Bell makes his signal, you can pretty much count on whoever's coming out of the bullpen, not named Carson Spires, as yeah. <laughs> you
0: Poor guy. He, uh, he gave the Reds a few innings. The other day, Not a few good innings. It was a few innings. It was not very good. Uh, but overall, it was a winning weekend in Flushing Queens, thanks in large part to the young hitters and Jonathan India in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, these young hitters, there's multiple young hitters that are getting it done, even as the playoff pressure mounts. And while many players are performing well, Jeff, we, we've teased to it several times now, There are some lingering questions that the Reds need to answer if they want to secure this wild card spot, and coming up, we're going to discuss what those questions are and what the Reds can do about it. Uh, Before I tell you about any of that stuff, I want to talk about Jace Medical. Thank them for sponsoring today's episode. Modern medical care and treatment are important, uh, but our global global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, even foreign travel can cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. In addition, you will be able to send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to the medication you need in an emergency. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code Locked On. Remember, if you can't be at the ballpark, you can listen to every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. Uh, Jeff, you're going to be flying solo the rest of the week. I will. So you're going to be able to uh, spend a lot of time doing some back and forth on subtext.
0: Absolutely. And if you want to join me on subtext, just text GoReds to 513 597 0944. And we will talk about everything that's going on. We'll talk about lineups. We'll talk about call-ups, injuries, all the good updates. We're we're waiting on hopefully an update here soon about Matt McLean, And hopefully we can see him back for the last week or so of the season. And uh, hopefully playoff push as well. Uh, But yes, join me on subtext to get all of that and to get a direct line to me as well. And you mentioned I'm flying solo this week. So coming up on the next podcast, we're going to look at will the Reds get their home off to a winning start? We've got the Twins in town just in time to see how good Spencer Steer and Christian Encarnacion Strand are faring. <laughs> and Tyler Malley's is going to be pitching. This
1: is why you don't oh, buy. Oh, yeah. He's this not. is why you don't buy pitching at the All-Star break. <laughs> I'm just going to say it again. But listen, Jeff, this team has some lingering questions. We, yes. we tend to focus on the positive as much as possible around here, but there are some things that have me scratching my head and, yeah. and things that I can't quite figure out. One of those things are why can't the starting pitchers get deeper into games? You talked about this yeah. when you were solo the other day about the number of starting pitchers that have started a game, <laughs> yeah. the number of starting pitchers that have started multiple games, and the fact that they're not getting very deep into games. Uh, just looking at this series out in New York mm-hmm. over the weekend, Uh, It's not great. Uh, Hunter Green looked a little bit more like Hunter Green during his start on Friday. He went five and two-thirds innings. In the five and two-thirds, he threw... I, I wanted to see if David Bell was having a quick hook or if they were just being pitch inefficient Yes. To, to kind of explain why they're not getting deep into games. So with Hunter Green, five and two thirds, he threw 98 pitches in that game. Yep. That's a pretty respectable amount. I mean, did he have maybe 10 or 15 pitches in the tank? Probably, Probably. but they pulled him at 98, 66 of those pitches were for strikes. Then we get to the Saturday start with Andrew Abbott on the mound. I am really concerned about Andrew Abbott. Yeah. You and I talked about this months ago. I should find the clip where Nick <laughs> yeah. Kral said uh, there is no pitch limitations. There's no innings limit on Andrew Abbott. And with that, I said, yes, there should be. right? Because he's going to run out of steam. I think we've found that point. He went three and two-thirds innings in his last start on Saturday. Now, that's not to say he didn't throw a lot of pitches. He just couldn't find the zone. He threw 91 pitches yes. in three and two-thirds innings. Of the 91 pitches, only 54 got over the plate for a strike. That's yeah. not a great ratio. He's not being pitch efficient. I think his arm is tired. Yes. Uh, it's a problem, and I'm, I'm really concerned about it. And then we get to Brandon Williamson. Now, here's one where you and I have felt like for a while now – that just specifically with Brandon Williamson, David Bell has a bit of a quick hook. And I think that the, the numbers reinforce that. Brandon Williamson went four innings in his start yesterday, uh, 79 pitches, 53 for strikes. That's not bad. Yeah. He clearly had more in the tank, and still David Bell made a move into a bullpen that needs a darn day off.
0: Yes. And and, and I wonder, too, it, it's weird because we talked about this a lot off air was the Carson Spires thing planned, almost like a piggyback starter. We talk about piggyback starters sometimes, and it's not a term that a lot of people love, but it's something that we've mentioned before with these young pitchers. And with this particular outing, it almost felt like they did that. And if I'm honest, it almost felt like they should have flipped it. They should have piggybacked Andrew Abbott. Because to kind of mold Brandon Williamson and Andrew Abbott into the same conversation... Yes, I do believe we have a quick a quick hook with Brandon Williamson, but I also believe they see the opportunity that they have with Brandon Williamson to keep him fresher than Andrew Abbott. They are somehow going back and retroactively planning the ramp down in numbers of pitches with with Brandon Williamson that they should have been doing with with Andrew Abbott the whole time. It's interesting because with Abbott we get the converse we, we we always remember i remember and i'm sure you remember this and um those of you listening you might remember this as well like when washington shut down steven strasberg his rookie season he was on fire nobody could touch right. them they were in a playoff race they were ready to go he was going to be the playoff mvp for them and then they just shut him down they said you're done pitching yeah. for the you're you're done we'll see you Next year yeah, in spring To borrow training. a
1: football term, he hit the hard cap. He yeah. was done.
0: <laughs> he hit the hard cap, yeah. And everybody was like, what? How, how can you do that? We're seeing the other side of this mm-hmm. because they're pitching Andrew Rabbit through that hard cap. They're saying he's going to be okay. But as much as I loved it at the time when they said that, I think retroactively, I, I, I don't know if a shutdown was the right answer. But I don't know what what they've done right now is working either because he certainly is not effective.
1: No, it's not. And I think, you are You know, I've said before, you've heard me say this, and I've said it on the show, that an inning you can save now is an inning you can use in October if this team makes the playoffs. But if you're going to do that, you need a better plan than running the same five guys out there until their (laughs) arms fall off. Now, maybe Spires was that plan. Maybe you're right. Maybe, you know... David walked by Spires and said, listen, you're throwing X number of pitches. I don't care what the results are. Yeah. This is what you're throwing today. Uh, but that's a give me then. They're giving away a game in a situation right. where they can't afford to give away a game. So I'm not sure what David Bell is doing. And that leads me really into the next part of this conversation, which is, is David Bell part of the problem right now? Uh, he's been praised. He's being projected to be the National League Manager of the Year. If this and, team makes the playoffs, he so. will be the yes. National League Manager manager of the year Uh, I think he's done more good than not good I think he's 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 done a lot of things but he's not perfect and I feel like there are some issues I feel like in a I feel like he lacks a plan in those situations yes and doesn't necessarily think them all the way through and I don't know if that's solely a david bell problem i mean for all we know he's calling nick crawl every day and saying hey you need to get me a fresh arm for wednesday because this is what i'm gonna do right. that might be happening and nick's problem may- could be telling him no we don't know uh, but i do know that if you're not going to have the parts you need you need to adjust a plan you can't yeah. just continue to roll forward and it feels like there's a part of a plan here there's half a plan there's there's a thought <laughs> yeah and it and, and it's being lost in the implementation
0: like one of my favorite marvel characters said i have of a plan. I'll see if you can guess that later on. Um, But when it comes to how David Bell's managing this, yes, I I definitely think that the whole idea of, okay, we're going to throw Carson Spires out there. Come what may, if it's going to rain, it's going to pour, and we're just going to leave him out there. I don't love that because we are not in the part of the season where you can get away with that. There are 11 games left, and we're going to talk about the margin for error just being razor thin right now. And if you're going to tell me that every, and and this isn't even like a once a week or once every two weeks thing, it's four days, because what he said, or three days, because that that final game in Detroit, it was to save, yeah, you were there, Um, it was to save arms and stuff like that, and that's why they didn't mind getting their brains beaten in the way they got them. But then they did that again at the end of the Mets. And if they win this game, if they sweep the Mets, which it's not to say that uh, you know if one, then the other thing will happen. But still, if, if they were to sweep the Mets, then you feel really good about this right now. But instead, the Marlins sweep the Braves. Go figure on that one. And because the Reds lose this, they are now out of the wild card spot by a half game. So that just goes to underscore the importance of not giving the bullpen like there's I'm sorry, at this point, they've got to find somebody. The entire bullpen cannot be off. It, it just cannot happen. And especially when you're your plan B for those days is Carson Spires. I'm sorry, he's giving the Reds innings, but again, this is the same thing that we said whenever people were saying, Boy, Luke Weaver gave the Reds starts that they absolutely needed. No. They could have chosen someone else. It just felt like they backed themselves into a corner where they really couldn't choose anybody else but Carson Spires because by that point, the trade deadline was over, the waiver, all that stuff was over.
1: And let's not forget, they plucked him out of A Chattanooga. Yeah. This can't be great for a young kid trying to find his way no. to go out there and get smacked around like that. But the pitching is not the only question mark right now yeah. with David Bell. Um, I'm not sure what's going on on some days when the lineup comes out. Uh, we joked. <laughs> Sunday was perfect, We joked. Yeah. We joked yesterday when that lineup came out that maybe he dropped all the names in one of those bingo spinners, <laughs> and you know the player's number would pop up <laughs> and that's leadoff. who's batting yeah, because yeah. Spencer Steer, the home run leader on the team, the guy with the most power demonstrated in the lineup this season, right. bats leadoff and. My guy, Tyler Stevenson, who comes nowhere close to hitting the 30 <laughs> to 40 home runs I wanted him to, is batting cleanup. And it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me.
0: No, and the, the, the him batting uh, cleanup, you had Ellie down at the bottom, which I understand a little bit of that because they're trying to work through some stuff with him, so you want him to work through it down at the bottom of the lineup. But yeah, Spencer Steer leading off, like we we mentioned in the first segment, Noelvi Marte is absolutely just destroying the baseball right now in the month of September. You can put him up there. Uh, Nick Senzel kills lefties. Put him up there. I mean, he had another good game on Sunday, two hits against the lefty. But you're putting a dude in Spencer Steer who has one game. I, I, I was surprised. I was looking this up right now. But he has one game where he hit leadoff. That surprised me to even see that he had one. I don't think he's the guy you want leading off. We talked about this. There's been a, a just constant churn of somebody who can hit cleanup, and we're trying to find consistent RBI guys. He's been the most
1: consistent RBI guy. So why is he the guy that's on base? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. and right. and And those that are talking to David Bell, don't seem to be asking the question either. No, and, no. and if given the opportunity, I would just ask him straight out, David, what is this lineup? Yeah. Explain to me the what you were thinking here. What's the plan again? This is another thing that feels like there's part of a plan. There's yes. there's a piece of a plan so as a you a... say there's yeah. there's there's something there but it's missing whatever this other thing is and you know this is not the time for tinkering you know no. if you're on a baseball team that's you know 20 games out in September you can tinker you can play around for the following season that's not the case with these Reds and no. there's 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 a there's a tinkering component to this so I've got a
0: question that rely. Uh, re- relays to the margin for error because yes with as many question marks as we have about the reds there's only 11 games left for them to answer that if they don't make the playoffs which we're not going to talk about like that here on the podcast but coming up what is the reds margin for error and where does ellie de la cruz fit in all of that because i think it's worth asking the question before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Sleeper. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Sleeper. We want the chance to win more money with less picks. Who doesn't? I know Steve does want that chance. I want that chance. You want that chance. Go to Sleeper. It's the number one sports app on the App Store. And you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering this 100 times uh, your money payout for up to eight pick contests. And what I mean by that, you can pick your favorite players, like you can pick Spencer Steer in your fantasy lineup to lead off. And if you think he's going to get some hits, hit some more on hits. If you think he's going to get a homer, hit some more on homers. If you think Ellie's going to get on base and run, smash more on those steals because you pick your favorite players, your favorite stat categories, like hits, RBIs, runs, steals, homers, strikeouts for pitchers, all that great stuff. And then you put your picks together and you could win big. We're talking like 30 seconds or less. It's going to take you to put all this stuff together. It's going to be a lot of fun doing it too. Sleeper picks has been a lot of fun throughout the season. And as we get into the playoffs, as we get toward the end of the season, now's the best time to do that because pretty much everybody's fantasy baseball season's over. I know mine is I'm sure yours has been for a while. So you, you go to sleeper picks and you can win your money. And if you didn't win too much in your fantasy baseball league, then you
1: can make some back
0: with sleeper picks. So God check
1: after yesterday, we both need to make some back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. After yeah. <clears throat> that was, that was not good. So use the promo code locked on at sleeper and they will also match up to $100 on your first deposit. So win 100 times your money, Get $100 on your first deposit. That's at Sleeper. Go to sleeper.com today and enter the promo code locked on. S- see Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And thanks, as always, for checking out Locked On Reds. Remember that you can follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, including right here on YouTube, if you're watching. Thank you so much for doing so. Make sure you subscribe and click that bell to get notified. And remember, too, that if you can't be down at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. All right, Steve, the Reds' margin for error. There's 11 games left. And I, I want to get to, you know, what, what's the record got to be? What they got the win here? But the hardest part for me is the future for Ellie De La Cruz is insanely bright. Mm-hmm. The present right now has been very cloudy, very much an enigma, because he has those games where he wins them for you. He has those games where he loses them for you, especially at shortstop right now. Like, is that his position moving forward?
1: I don't think it is. I think at some point in time along the way, he becomes a third baseman. And I don't know if that's next season, but it's eventually where he's going to have to end up. Here's the thing. And I I listened to your take on this when you were solo, and you know that I disagree with you. I don't think it's just Ellie being young, and that's the problem. Mm -hmm. He's been playing infield for a long time. He's been playing infield since he was probably able to walk. Mm -hmm. The things we're seeing from him, the errors that he's making, for lack of a better way to describe this, are just poor, lazy fundamentals. Mm -hmm. When you watch him field a ground ball, he doesn't charge the ball. How many times have we heard Barry Larkin on a broadcast say, he's got to go get that? Yeah. And and Barry Larkin knows. This is from a guy that knows how to do it. Uh, And I'm sure that Barry's told him. And that's the other part that's really frustrating to me. I'm sure people are telling him. Mm -hmm. But instead, he sits back and he does the side thing so that he can gear up and wind up and throw that 100-mile-an-hour ball across the infield. That's not the time for that. Right. Now is the time to be playing sound fundamental baseball in order to help this team get that wild card spot. Yeah. Every time he lays back on one, every time he catches it on the side, every time he lays it, he puts the Reds in a position to not win the game because he makes an error.
0: That's fair. And, And I think that you're right. He definitely has to make that routine out. I think he will. I think that. This offseason, it's going to be very key for him, and I do think we'll see a different L.A. De La Cruz next year. We're going to see a more disciplined L.A. De La Cruz. We're going to see a dude that probably focuses more on the little stuff there. I I, I just think that there's something to his game that he is going to be so special in the future, which is the hardest part about these next 11 games, is that it's like we can't wait for the future now. We have to go get this. So I understand why he's batting ninth in the lineup. I understand why he's being pinch hit for. Mm -hmm. I kind of loved that the other day. Or not playing at all. He didn't play on Friday. Or or not playing at all. He's got to understand that there are some things that are coming up right now that he's got to be all in or Mm -hmm. they're all out. Because with 11 games left, the margin for error is tiny. And I know we talked about it like with sixteen games left, So with eleven games, what's the Reds record need to be?
1: All right, so we talked about it with seventeen games and we settled in yeah. on twelve and five. I felt like they could yeah. lose five games and still be maybe not guaranteed, but in the 90 percent so the control your own uh, destiny of of controlling your own yeah. destiny. Yeah, uh, I still think that that's the 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 magic number. Yeah. So given that they've lost two games since we had that conversation, I believe they have three losses left in their pocket for them to distribute however it is that they want to distribute them.
0: I, I would I would agree with that. And it, the point here is to control your own destiny mm-hmm. because, sure, some other things could happen. And looking at the schedules for the teams that they really need to focus on, it could, but you don't want to put your destiny in other teams' hands. And eight and three means you don't have to do that.
1: So in order to go eight and three, they're going to have to take two of three. Yep in all of the remaining three-game sets, which I think you're going to dig through here in just a second. And then they're going to have to sweep a certain little two-game set they've got up north at the Mistake by the Lake. The battle
0: for the Ohio Cup. Yeah, uh, they've got three against the Twins and three against the Pirates this week at home, last home stand of the season. Two against the Guardians up in Cleveland and three against the stinking hated Redbirds of uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, They're to finish up. The year, and I find it intriguing because I do think I, I think they have a leeway for one loss, as in if they lose four games, then they do need something else to happen. But I think they could still make it. Controlling your own destiny is three losses, and when you look at that schedule, I, I just I feel like they've got a good shot to sweep the Twins. The home series are so key. I know this team has not been that great at home this season. They've been much better on the road. But I think this is where they really buckle down and they really take these series. I definitely think they sweep the twins. I think they take two out of three from the Pirates. I think the Pirates are still, they're they're, they're like the bugaboo, the, the the thing that they just, the, the itch they can't scratch. Let's go with that. Um, so then you go into the road series only having lost one of those games. And I I'd like that having the ability to only, you know, to lose two games as you head into those final five, maybe
1: three. So I, I agree with you. On the the win loss count there, but I think it's much more likely that two of three from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then I think they'll sweep the Pirates. I okay. think there, I think there is enough urgency with this Reds team right now that they'll go out and sweep a Pirates team that's pretty much packing it in at this yeah. point. You know yeah. their season's done. Uh, the importance of that is if they get a sweep in one of those two home series in this last home stand, that is a loss that they can bank to take into St Louis because yes. St Louis always finds a way with their devil magic to mess us over. It's true. They always do. I want an extra win in the pocket so they could lose two of three in St. Louis and still fall within the margins of three that yeah. we talked about. So I would like to see it go that way.
0: I like that. Uh, looking at the field, the, the reason that I think four is doable is I'm looking at the Marlins because I think I, – I don't necessarily think the Giants are done, but I don't necessarily – get that scared by them. I look at the Marlins and I look at the diamondbacks and the Marlins have three. They really have six against the Mets. They have three at home against the Mets. And then they go on their final road trip of the season. They play three at the Mets. Then they got three against the Brewers at home who are still trying to clinch the division. They'll still be playing for something. And their final series of the season is three on the road against the pirates. That's a little bit tough, but I feel like the Mets right now are the disrespected NL East team, and they're going to play their NL East rivals tough. So I think that the Marlins might have four losses in that group, maybe five. Um, And then I also look at the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks have two against the Giants, three against the Yankees, three against the White Sox, and three against the Astros. A little bit happy that the Reds have the tiebreaker on them because that is the kind of season-ending schedule. Because by that time, the Astros are going to be playing for the playoffs. Like they're not necessarily going to be that focused on the Diamondbacks, I think. So that's gonna be kind of the tough one to look at where the Reds really only have maybe one loss as far as the margin for three or four at most. If if we're talking about a final eleven games where they go six and five, I don't think they make the playoffs.
1: That's probably fair. And then you've got the Cubs, who I yes, think of of they could the catch. bunch probably have they could. I, I'm looking at their schedule. They have three against the Pirates, three against the Rockies, who have done us a solid recently, and maybe they'll do us a solid again. Then they've got three at the Braves and three at the Brewers. That that series to end the season in Milwaukee That's could tough. be very, very interesting. Yeah, And uh, it would be interesting to see how exactly that plays out because a scenario could be created where they're going to play actually six, including the wild card series. So – Uh, the Brewers may do some funky things with their pitching if that's how it's going to work out. So I'm interested to see how all these things play out. Uh, The best-case scenario here, Jeff, is for the Reds to control their own destiny and not have to rely on these other guys. They're going to need a little bit of help. Uh, The Cubs, as we're recording, the Cubs and the Diamondbacks are still playing, so we don't know how all of the seating shakes out right now this moment. Uh, By the time folks are listening to that, there will be a result. But
0: we know the Marlins are a half game ahead. The Marlins ahead of the are Reds half game now. ahead.
1: That's what we know. Yeah. So the Reds need to go out and win. They need to win often and they need to control how this whole thing shakes out themselves.
0: Yes. And it's interesting because that half game, that's not gonna really that's not going to even out until uh Thursday the twenty eighth, I believe. Is that the day? Mm-hmm. But not this Thursday, but the next Thursday. So there's gonna be this weird half game difference, whatever happens between the Reds and the Marlins over the next week. Until then. Until that point, uh, so it's going to be interesting. But I think too, and before we get out of here, this 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 last series, the Cubs and the Brewers, the Brewers can kind of pick their own uh, opponent mm-hmm. at that point. Do they want to face the Reds? Do they want to face the Cubs? Where's the Diamondbacks in that? Where's the Marlins in that? The Brewers could be a little finagly with that. So they, it'll they be could. interesting to see.
1: It's almost almost like uh, football where you sit your starters at the end, right? And you yeah, don't, you don't worry how it impacts everybody else's seating. Yeah. that's probably a good spot to go ahead and wrap it up for the day. Before we get out of here, don't forget, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds.
0: Also, before we get out of here, quick shout-out to Luke Ball, turning 6 today. Happy birthday, dude. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And uh, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Locked on Reds. As always, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the show tomorrow. Will the Reds get their final home stand of the season? Start it off with a win. I'll be all over it, as Steve will be out of town. So make sure you join me tomorrow. Look forward to seeing you. Until then, what can the people expect from me? Because, well, you're going to be on a beach. Well, I'm going
1: to be on a beach. Uh, and not my normal beach, a different beach. I'm mixing it up a little bit. But they can expect that we're going to keep an eye on all of these standings. Uh, if there's major news that breaks or a big thing happens, uh, I may come back on remote from a, a white sandy beach somewhere. Uh, we're going to gather up all the information of everything that's happening now on a daily basis because things are changing game by game, inning so by much. inning. We're going to bring it all back right here to keep you locked on Reds every single day.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.